Welcome to the future of XYZ. I'm your host, Lisa Grelnick, principal and founder of LVG & Co., an independent strategy consultancy based in New York City. Through quick and candid conversations with innovative leaders, we aim to foster new thinking and explore big questions about where we are as a world and where we're going. Hello and welcome to the future of XYZ. Today we are speaking with Manda Apte, a friend of mine uh, who right now is based in India. Uh, he is the executive director of Cities for Peace, which is an organization, nonprofit actually, uh, that teaches nonviolence to civic stakeholders all around the country, uh, in the US and, and around the world soon. Um, he's also a director of a film that's called From India with Love, which if you haven't seen it, it is on Amazon and amazing. Uh, he spent 17 years as a chemical engineer at Shell, the world's largest uh, oil company, um, before pivoting into a role there where he created a, a program called Game Changers, which I still am dying to have the title Game Changer on my business card, but that's to come. Um, that uh, program took uh, funded startups uh, for, through proof of concept, really around social innovation. Uh, and during that time, leading that program, he was awarded the League of Entrepreneurs Award, Entrepreneurs Award, which in fact was uh, awarded by Ashoka and Accenture, focused on Mandar's work, teaching meditation uh, and leadership and innovation to over 2,000 of his colleagues at Shell. So Mandar, thank you for joining us on Future of XYZ today. Oh, uh, thank you so much. It uh, when you uh, read this bio, I felt like I spent nearly two decades in the belly of the beast <laughs> and survived. You survived, and you took away some amazing lessons and did some incredible work in specifically the topic we're speaking about today, which is the future of intrapreneurship. You were awarded prizes for your entrepreneurial endeavors. So let's start by saying, what is entrepreneurship? Yeah, I won this award uh, in 2012 by the League of Entrepreneurs. And until that time, I had no idea what this, even this word existed. So uh, the word is actually very beautifully coined. It's uh, in entrepreneur but inside a large organization, hence intrapreneur, right? Makes sense. And uh, the diff there, there, are, there could be many differences, but for me, the biggest difference between an entrepreneur and an intrapreneur is that when you get hired or when you're working in a large organization, like I was working at Shell, I was hired for my college education, my degree, my expertise, my research, but that need not be my passion or my passion could change. It need not be my educational background. Now, uh, if you want to bring your passion at work, that is not what you are hired for. So if you start talking to people about your passion, the people that you work with, they are confused. Like what's his, why is he, it's confusing. So an entrepreneur needs to uh, be a tempered radical until you find the environment which uh, simply means your direct line supervisor 
who encourages you to bring that passion at work you have to be a tempered radical right so the proof of concept for bringing your idea to life takes a little while it's not easy you have to create the surrounding atmosphere you have to have a line manager so the idea may be there with you for many years but to bring the proof of concept requires a time gap it's a, it's a fascinating idea i mean as someone who has never had a role that existed before i've taken it um i know a little bit about you know uh, change agenting and i joke now people say why did you start your own thing and i always joke i say because what i've learned is that there are 10,000 ways of failing in entrepreneurship and you know 9998 of them really almost have nothing to do with you or your passion absolutely you know? correct yeah yeah so entrepreneurs need to have a a skill that you know you can't lose your passion because that is that has become you it's like a calling Uh, and you work in a large organization whether it's a for profit organization or a civic organization and you see this this impact of the scale if you do the proof of concept the scale is huge the 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 the, uh, the ability to change is huge so entrepreneur needs to be a tempered radical till like i said certain conditions are met after which there is no no, no uh, you know when you do your proof of concept the scale is very easy because networks are in place uh, capital is in place entrepreneur is the exact opposite to do the proof of concept requires you to have you know few hundred dollars maybe a garage maybe you know a, a coding background or a few friends that can help you stay with them etc proof of concept very easy to do or relatively easy to do yep. scale up is very difficult because this entrepreneur doesn't doesn't know networks doesn't have connections doesn't have access to funding so that is the main difference between an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur according to me interesting and so i love this idea of being a tempered radical uh until and and having the patience until the conditions are met what other skills are necessary uh as we think about entrepreneurship today and and we think about it in the future what are the skills that are necessary for effective entrepreneurial venture i mean you can have many many skills but i think the core of this is uh the first is passion to have a passion about something bigger than you right so something that is uh, not just uh, earning you another paycheck or another million dollars right something that is beyond you that you uh, want to bring to life and you see the opportunity that if i do this inside this organization whether it's a city organization or a for profit like i said many people are going to benefit so that kind of passion yeah that makes sense second uh, skill that a entrepreneur needs is dispassion and that is a muscle that no educational program teaches you how to build so what do i mean by dispassion your passion may not be uh accepted recognized appreciated for a long time like i said until you create the surrounding the, the atmosphere and the line supervisor you will need to somehow keep that passion under control at at the same time not give it up 
and that requires you to build this muscle of dispassion which means the ability to let go mm. let go which means the ability to have a good night sleep when things are not working well because if you are passionate about something then naturally you are going to take it at home wherever you go because that's that's your life dispassion simply means you are skillful in not allowing that to affect your own health well being communication skills etc etc right so dispassion is the ability to let go that doesn't mean giving up yeah so it's a delicate balance and the third and the most important skill is compassion <laughs> for yourself and for people around you because most people who are entrepreneurs are innovators they have an idea and they they spend their blood life sweat on this idea but forget to take self care and so that self compassion is so critical because you are a change maker and it's not a sprint it's a marathon so self care often goes in the background yeah and then compassion for others because you know you might have the best idea and the people around you may be dumb <laughs> right so you have to somehow not show them that they are dumb because they don't get the idea now and they may never get it but you can't show it on your face or your behavior right so you have to somehow not fake it but you have to be compassionate about them that um maybe yeah i don't know what they learned but they don't get it somehow not everybody needs to get every idea right so it's not a question of judging them uh but it's a matter of just being compassionate uh, so those are the three very important skills for an innovator entrepreneur for sure passion dispassion compassion i like that i it's a, it's a very easy kind of sound bites as well but um it, the the dispassion especially um really is a new concept um, at least for me and and resonates loudly It's interesting. So when we think about entrepreneurship, I think about entrepreneurs and yourself at Shell as an example in the in the two decades you spent almost at, at in in Houston. I think what's really interesting is about transforming the transformational process of entrepreneurship when successful, right? It's transforming minds, it's transforming organizations or teams, it's transforming yeah. ultimately the impact on the world. and i think if we're building the bridge between today and the entre- entrepreneurs of you know of the future we are talking about the amount of systems level change that needs to happen here to move our world in a better place and to right side it right is is that fair to say yeah 100% and the need is so dire uh, because the whole world order has uh, transformed itself right since the last 12 months uh, you know it was uh, it was a chinese virus it was in china we saw it in the news afterwards it became italy's virus like it was in italy spain we saw it in the news but we didn't do anything till it became close to us right and then we all panicked like oh my god so uh that's and every uh, nation followed that same thing i mean every nation until it was in their face which is a theme of humanity right until it's yours you don't yeah. respond so that's a big insight that this virus you know it has been de- detrimental on so many levels but it has woken up so many people that the world is flat we are all so connected right so we cannot just uh, relax just because it's not our problem 
so i think three or four multiple vectors have come to our society the covid-19 vector and associated mental health challenges unemployment fear all this i associate with the covid-19 vector absolutely second vector which uh, also exists is climate change like many places in california for sure have seen fires uh thunderstorms etc i think et 2020 was the second warmest year warmest in record year? right and yeah. it was the, it was this warmest and then there was another one in the past 5 years that was the second warmest so it's 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 very real yeah and so climate change is a very big vector and there are multiple other vectors like corruption uh systemic racism that blew blew up and it was always there but it was uh, mainstream it was you know in in your right there yeah. so those vectors and there could be other vectors depending on which geography in which country you are specifically in of course uh but what happens is that uh the, the leaders are now responsible to make decisions right there is re- leaders have to build back better hashtag whatever that needs to be done needs to be done and there is no playbook there is no mba program that has taught you how to deal with covid-19 all of these things yeah so that is where we are all uh confused frustrated anxious fearful and yeah it's like what do we do because there is no right or wrong thing right so that is where i think leaders need to look inward that there is something intuitive that is guiding you guiding us when we are in that uh, quandary sometimes and that force you can call it whatever name but that inner power needs to be invoked and inner power is entrepreneurship so these entrepreneurs are in large organizations and if we can invoke that inner power of an organization through creating the space for the entrepreneurs allowing them to bring ideas to the attention of the ceo to the attention of the leader uh you don't know from which left field an idea will come that will have the you know the Yep. ramification effect of transformation because transformation needs to have i think two things the first is a deep sense of awakening uh that is uh, like a calling like you know i better do something like that fire needs to come like a calling and the second is it's a long journey it's a lot of twists and turns and pit stops so the leader needs to have patience and i think that is where uh, yeah you 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 have to create atmospheres where you are not alone how can you bring your organization with you and your ecosystem with you because you are all affected so yeah. how do you channel that energy that inner power Uh, and you know creativity has no bounds once somebody has the passion and they are cre- they are given the right uh, you know support systems to bring that idea to life creativity has no bound we can solve any problem
And which I love and, and I agree. And I think one of the things that, you know, let's go back to what you started with, which is you get hired into a job typically, you know, because of your degree, your skill sets, whatever. And sometimes this, you know, tempered radical, the passion that you have burning inside you, even when you recognize it, right? And it's a calling to something bigger than yourself. It might take time to get to a place where people believe it, buy into it, as we're saying. So how do organizations in this world where everything is on fire and we need so much creativity and innovation and leadership, right? And change and transformation. How do organizations kind of, if you will, foster this entrepreneurial energy and spirit and, and really kind of, if you will, groom the future of entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I, I would say uh, once you are a senior leader, uh, most of the times the seniority doesn't mean that that person understands innovation. In fact, it's the other way around. I think you become a senior leader because you have kept things under control, status under quo. budget, under budget, yeah. Innovation is associated with failure. Like if you not give people the opportunity to fail and say failure is okay, I would say if, you, if you're not doing that, you're not innovating because innovation associated with failure, right? So- I'm, uh, I'm laughing because this is why we get along so well, but yes, keep going. Yeah, so- uh, you have to look at people who have this uh, inbuilt mechanism of thinking radical. And those are not people that have the PhDs and have presented at conferences. Those could be people who were thrown out of conferences for presenting something so radical that it created a stir. Right. So usually these people are hidden because that aspect is not encouraged. It's actually slapped. Right, so year-end reviews, you have actually killed that innovative spirit because of your HR processes, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so I, call, first... I call it the pass-go collect $200 mechanism of corporate America. It's like, a, you know, just for playing Monopoly, you know, you move around the board one more time, you get $200, like, stick your head down, keep quiet, don't rock the boat. Yeah, so you have to find a creative way to attract the intrapreneur that is in your organization, and I'm sure there are hundreds of them but you have to find a way to die, to give the carrot so that they come to you. Yeah. For, uh, for example, you know, one of the things we did at Shell uh, uh, is we hired a mariachi and we walked behind the mariachi in this technology research center. The mariachi was playing, singing, and we were behind. And of course, many people, when they saw a mariachi, they gave all these weird looks. But some of them got the twinkle in their eye. They started following you. And those are the people that get it. Right? <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, yeah. So you have to find a way to attract that entrepreneur. They are there. For example, another thing we did is uh, in Houston gets very hot. And in the parking lot, there was only one parking lot with a shade. There was a tree. And so uh, we put a placard on that parking spot that said innovator of the month. <laughs> Incentiv nobody, incentivizing, everyone wants that spot. Nobody parked. <laughs> so we could park, something like that, right? That tells you the culture of the organization. That <laughs> Very funny. So you have to create these 
ways of attracting the entrepreneur and you know in this this age of the millennials and gen z gen x gen y gen z gen m also Al alphas yeah there are so many ways to find those entrepreneurs and once you find them you have to create a hive so that they pollinate like they cross pollinate and those systems uh, you know if your intention is there you can create those systems to encourage uh, that behavior uh, one, I, I was lucky to get the game changer title on my business card but creating something like this so that when somebody presents an idea and you give them whatever money and say to them and their boss that you know this is a game changer idea then usually that person's line manager doesn't have the guts to kill the idea because it's a game changer project right of course <laughs> so it's an internal recognition that we recognize your idea and we support your idea here is some money that's what it is that's what it is so manda we're we're it's the last question we're going to wrap up here what is your hope or vision for the future of entrepreneurship in, in light of your experience, expertise, teaching on, on meditation, nonviolence, leadership, social innovation, sustainability? What is your hope or vision? Well, I think the hope is that there are entrepreneurs and these entrepreneurs are all over the place. Like I teach, uh, you know, communities infected with violence. I teach former gang members. Those guys are so creative. They are entrepreneurs of their community. All you need to do is kindle their innovative thinking and ask them to solve their problem, which is violence in the community, right? So cities can also encourage citizens to look at entrepreneurships and solving your own problems by encouraging passion. So my hope is because of these vectors and uh, the challenges are not just going away just because somebody has made a vaccine. Right. Right. So this is a, a long term vector that that has hit you and uh, the entrepreneur needs to activate. It's like a Jedi, right? It's like a Jedi. So you have to activate yourself that this is the time that uh, your superpowers are needed, which is radical thinking. And uh, you need to learn and build your muscle on uh, cultivating your tempered radicalness. Uh, and the hope is that you will find each other because again one entrepreneur alone can't do it so you have to find a hive where you pollinate cross pollinate sometimes it may not be even in your organization right sometimes you may need to find other people like i personally last 10 months i made a daily habit i will add five new people on linkedin every day that's how i connected with you right yeah because we have to find each other we are there the people who think out of the box are there we just need to find each other Great. I, I really appreciate your joining us on Future of XYZ, Amanda. It's a fascinating conversation with, on the future of entrepreneurship with huge ramifications and hopefulness for organizations, cities, and the world at large. So thank you for your expertise and for your passion. Oh, thank you for what you are curating. This is uh, brilliant. I have enjoyed uh, so many of your past interviews. Thank you very so much. People can that. reach out to me if they feel like I can be of help to them. So Absolutely. I'll tag you in all the things and um, mandaapte.com, I think, as well. Excellent. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks, Mandar. Thanks for joining us today on Future of XYZ. Thanks for listening to the Future of XYZ. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow Lisa Grelnick on LinkedIn. 
visit future-of.xyz or subscribe to the Future of XYZ podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.